from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Everybody loves a podium, right? By the way, the Paris Olympics uh, advertisements are running. Wild. We're like 304 days till the Paris Olympics. Oh, Counting it down. I was watching one of the games, and they showed the first U.S. athletes qualify. There's already, like, somebody going to the Olympics. They already know. Congrats to them. Her her last name was James, I believe. So, hey, we're getting there. Luckily, you don't have to wait that long for a podium. We have our own here on The Drive. Uh, every Monday, just off the previous weekend, we give a gold medal, a silver medal, a bronze medal, and an off-the-podium designation to uh, the, the ACC teams from the state of North Carolina. So, in no particular order, uh, Duke, Wake, NC State, UNC. And as always, when we announce them, by the way, if you're watching on our video stream on WRALsportsfan.com, you can already see the podium. We have a graphic. How about that? Kind of a cool graphic. Let me move this out of the way. There we go. Got to get my mic stand out of the way. And uh, so you're already in the know. For you listening on radio or on our audio stream, uh, I will reveal them for you, including off the podium. We start at the bottom, work our way up. Wake Forest, off the podium. Makes sense. A lot of turnovers for old Mitch Griffiths and Wake Forest. Um, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. Georgia Tech kind of uh, gave it to him a little bit. And I don't. Cons- I'm not particularly afraid of Georgia Tech. So you know, consider the the source when it comes to to knocking you down. Here's what I'm gonna say though, and and I I will maybe talk about this later this show or later this week. I think one of Wake Forest's benefits, right? one of their advantages is they can be patient with their quarterback, right? They've had like eight quarterbacks since 2000 or whatever it's been. Uh, part of their thing is like you let them work out the kinks early in their career and then you have them for two and a half, three years after that. Mitch Griffiths is holding on to the ball too long and he's turning it over too much. Take half a season and fix that and then you get two and a half seasons of like a veteran quarterback that's already worked their way through adversity. Don't don't jump off the Mitch Griffiths train yet. There will be a point where you have to make that decision, but I don't think it's here yet. Remind yourself that last year, it was Sam Hartman, who was a fifth-year senior. You had A.T. Perry, who's on the Saints. You had Antoine Green, who's hurt. Right? You, you, you had some players that are a bit different now. Um, and, and give Mitch Griffiths a little bit of time. However, in a results-based business, in a what's-have-you-done-for-me-lately business, you're right, me advising you to have patience doesn't get you off the bottom of the rankings. So you are off the podium, no medal for you. Bronze, NC State. You had to know it was coming, right? You won, hey, celebrate every win. All right, have at it. Uh, but it, it was against UVA and you needed every last second. You even needed some, some very questionable... Uh, decision-making by a freshman quarterback that was kind of dicing you up at times. And I'm talking about questionable decision-making from gunslinger standpoint. Calandria was throwing it all over the place in the fourth quarter and questionable decision, questionable decision-making. Like when your helmet gets knocked loose, you probably shouldn't take it off, put it on the ground, stand up and flex, uh, which ended up being a penalty that puts you in position to kick the game winning field goal. Uh, including a blocked field goal that ended up being jumping over the center or whatever. There's just a lot of craziness that led to that victory. 
NC State, you're the bronze medalist. And we'll come back to you, don't worry. Uh, silver. And as always, by announcing the silver, it'll kind of announce the gold. Duke gets the silver. Duke went to UConn and won by a thousand. <laughs> they were up forty-one nothing going into the the fourth quarter. Ended up winning forty-one to seven. Took care of business. Exactly. Took the words right out of my mouth. Took care of business. There's a lot of ways that they start that game slow. There's a lot of ways that they are already looking towards Notre Dame. There's a lot of ways that they just they don't take care of business in that game. Right. A lot of different paths. A lot of different universes where they don't take care of business. Even if they come away with the win, they don't take care of business. And none of them came true, right? They they, they went in workmanlike, up and down the field when they needed to. Defense came up stops when they needed to. Uh, defense scored touchdowns when they needed to. And and for the most part, voided, you know, other than the little bumps and bruises, the, the major injuries. Now they go into Notre Dame with all the momentum in their sails, all the wind in their sails. That's good. I'm impressed. Credit to you. Gold, North Carolina. I think Duke in North Carolina easily could have flipped here. I think they could have tied, but we don't do that, right? There's a winner, there's a second, there's a third, and there's a loser. Uh, everybody doesn't get a trophy around here. So UNC first. Uh, the tiebreaker was one was in conference, one wasn't. Uh, right? Both on the road, both up north. Pitt, UConn. I think Pitt's a slightly better team, which is why the... the Point differential didn't have to be as aggressive, but you're an ACC team. UNC got the win. Both UNC and Duke are 4-0. That's fun, right? That's fun. So that's why they're at the top of the podium. Silver and gold. Although this is just a one-week award. It's not a multi-week award. So there you go. That's the podium. NC State, high watermark. They've been bronze twice. I've never been silver or gold. Wake. Uh, bounced around the top a little bit, but they're kind of settling in towards the bottom. Uh, it appears as if Duke and UNC are the two that are going to be most often battling for top honors, which is probably new for football in the area. It hasn't been that way in a while. Uh, the drive with Tim Donnelly here on 99.9 The Fan. Let's hone in on NC State for a second here. Outside of the podium, let's look at NC State. They beat Virginia. In a road ACC game. Somehow I am significantly more worried about them now than I was before the game. Which, which, I mean, actually, let's let's get this out of the way. Celebrate every win, right? Celebrate, you win an ACC road game. You found a way, right? That's the difference between teams that we have, uh, like, a lot of confidence in and teams that we're losing confidence in. If you have a lot of confidence in a team, they win that game. You go, they found a way to win ugly. Road, emotional environment. They found a way to walk out of there with a win. When you're losing confidence, you look at him and go, it really was that close against UVA? Before I get to my concerns, let's hear from their head coach, Dave Doran. Dave Doran on what his concerns are involving his Wolfpack. You know, I just think having a consistent run game right now, it's been inconsistent. And um, we got to narrow some things down, I think, you know, We've tried a lot of things, and I think it's it's time, you know, as you get into the season, like I told you, Robert's going to start. Here's what we're good at. Here's not. And uh, just being consistent, being efficient with the run game. I think this offense has a lot of parts to it, and uh, there's a lot of new pieces playing in it. And 
So just being more efficient throughout the game, you know, doing some things that based off of what we're doing and being able to adjust and do some things off of the things we're doing better. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, NC State's offense. I thought for a second there was showing signs of what I wanted them to show. They had more creative play calling. Casey Concepcion provided some spark. It didn't solve everything the way I hoped it would. First of all, let's go to the fake screen touchdown. I loved. I I was over the moon for the fake screen play call. That is a big play that I said should go in the the play caller stat sheet. Right there's there's. You know, it's going to go on the uh, you know, a touchdown pass for Brendan Armstrong. Right, it's going to go in the players' stat sheet. It should go in the play callers. They ran the fake screen, which is a screen they've been running a ton, and and the the blocker did the old nod and go, and and ended up scoring a touchdown. And I loved that play call. I loved some of the things Concepcion was able to do. Right, the long touchdown, some of the dynamic plays. He showed spark as a, as a as a playmaker that can do things beyond what the play call opens up, which is what they've so desperately needed. Still needed all the way down to the wire to beat UVA. Still made enough bad decisions. Brendan Armstrong made some very questionable throws, including the interception. There's there's enough reasons now. We're four games in. Right? If if you're just looking at wins and losses, three and one is probably what everyone expected them to be at this point. Right? Some may have had delusions of, of, of the Notre Dame game going a different way. I, I think most you know, outside observers that don't know the inside of the program and aren't connected to friendships and that, that sort of thing. Three and one is probably where you wanted them to be. It's it's the eye test, right? It's looking at that UConn game and saying UConn was in it until the end and then looking at UConn Duke and saying UConn was never in it, right? It's looking at the UVA game and saying UVA has shown sparks. Their young quarterback is a gunslinger, but... They lost to JMU. Exactly. At home. It, like, there's, there's, with the amount of talent NC State has, and I think NC State has multiple NFL players on their roster, they have to be further in front of the games they're winning, right? The, winning a, a race by an inch with, a, with an, uh, like, an opponent that you should beat by 10 meters is, is, you know, it's a victory, but it's not as good. <laughs> Doesn't taste as sweet. And and also, right, this is the, the dumbest question in sports is did you win or did they lose? Um, right, the, I remember Russell Westbrook was asked that question and he laughed and he walked away from the entire media scrum. Did you win this game or did they lose this game? Um, But there is some element of UVA was trying to hand this. Like there was a hot potato with the win in the fourth quarter of that game. We don't want it. You take it. You don't want it. We take it. You don't want uh, ah, 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 ah. Okay, we'll, we'll take it. You finally got the win. Um, I need NC State to step on the throat once or twice. Right? When you get some momentum, keep it. Calandria, like I said, he's a good 
he's got some moxie. He's got some poise. The, the young quarterback for UVA, I would be very afraid to play Calandria two years from now. Right, because he's shown some physical ability, but he has some habits they need to coach out of him if UVA is going to have success. And the the habits that they need to coach out of him are very simple. He gets a bit of hero complex, right? When he gets the ball in the fourth quarter, he's trying to win the game in one play. That's where you get those those you know trusting his arm too much, slinging it downfield too much interceptions and that's also the hero complex comes with the whole like taking my helmet off and flexing for the stands. He he's, you know, he's scripting his own Hollywood movie in his in his head while he's playing in the fourth quarter. And eventually he's going to have that coached out of him, right? The coaches are going to get on him and it's going to happen. But you're playing the version where it hasn't been coached out of him yet. You're playing the version who's given you ample opportunities to just win the game by playing solid football in the fourth quarter, and and you, you took you to the last second to get it. And even then, you needed, uh, you know, Brennan Armstrong running the football with seconds left and running up there and doing all this crazy stuff. Second time, I'm going to quote Mike Tomlin. You need to make the routine plays routinely. How about this? You need to win the routine games routinely. Dave Doran shouldn't be getting extra gray hairs against UVA. You won a road game, celebrate every win. I Like, you know, the 24-hour rule, right? That game was over on Friday. Uh, I hope Saturday night when that 24 hours, uh, you know, expired, I hope that was an aggressive conversation you had. Because guess what? You have another short week. I guess it's not technically a short week because it started early. Right, Friday to, yeah, Friday. Friday to Friday. It's kind of a short week. It's a high school football week. <laughs> it's a high school football week. Uh, I was going to make some some jokes there that would be insulting. It's a high school football week for NC State. The Panthers been kind of harsh. We're coming back to a Panthers conversation here. Mm-hmm. The title of this segment in my notes is Panthers injuries. It's really about all you need to say. None. <laughs> That's all the title needs. Panthers injuries. There's oh. there's nothing. Like I, I, I love watching sports. There's nothing that puts a pit in my stomach like an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can, I, you know, my favorite teams can lose. I can see players that I root for lose. My fantasy team could lose. An injury is always the worst. You want to talk about some of the the lowlights, I guess, from the Panthers season thus far? Bryce Young. Which ones? <laughs> well, I meant the injury ones. Oh, okay, injury ones. Okay, Bryce Young. He might not even be back this week. I yeah, st- Frank Reich was unclear. He's like, I have no idea if he's going to practice what his status is. I still don't even know. Like, he walks fine. He's on the sideline. He's going up and down talking to everybody. He played all the way to the final play of the Monday night game that he got hurt in. Didn't show any signs of wear. I, I, I still don't know what happened, but he might be out this week. I'm still confused. Frankie Luvu left the game. Yeah. To be determined on, on his status. But up until he got hurt, Frankie Luvu might have been my top performer on the Panthers in total. Yeah. Getting to the quarterback, uh, physical play, kind of all over the place. I really liked, and, and good vibes also. Him and Kamu Grugier-Hill just mm-hmm. seemed like they got a little Bash Brothers thing going on where they're like building off of each other. I, I really liked what Frankie Luvu had going on. He was all over the field, and, and now he's out. Xavier Woods, which him being like the safeties outside of they should be playing Jeremy Chinmore. Uh, the safeties had actually been a nice, very, very, mm-hmm. I'd say, pleasant surprise. Yeah. Uh, with with Von Bell, 
uh, Xavier Woods, Jeremy Chin. I don't, I don't have a problem with any of those guys this year. Xavier Woods gets hurt, still waiting on updates. Uh, John, hamstring injury for him, by the way. Which I know all about him. Yep. They go <laughs> quiet. They don't go away. Dealing with one right now, aren't you? He might be 10 years after his playing career still in, in sponsor baseball, still tearing hammies. Not that I'm bitter at all. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, concussion protocol. I mean, that that's just somebody who's, A, young and needs reps. B, provides a little bit of uh, uh, electric uh, – electricity. <laughs> there you go. Uh, provides a little bit of electricity in the passing game, right? For as great as Adam Thielen was, for exciting as uh, DJ Chark was, for all of these things, Mingo might be the, the most physically ready, when healthy, to, to light a place on fire with his athleticism. Shaq Thompson, we 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 knew him already coming into the day, but season ending. J.C. Horn on IR. Fingers crossed for an early in the second half of the season return. Brady Christensen, season ending. And by the way, we talked a lot about how the offensive line has struggled. You think they might have liked to have Brady Christensen out there at least as a veteran to stem the tides? He wasn't playing great. I get it, but you know what I'm saying. Marquise Haynes, IR. Edge rusher. But DJ Johnson still having a hard time getting onto the field, even with Haynes out. He's the third where They traded up for him. Well, that's the thing. Uh, in game number one against Atlanta, he was dressed, didn't play a single snap in that game, whether on defense nor special teams, and he's been just inactive the last two weeks. He spent a third-round pick on that guy. And like you mentioned, moved up. You spent two picks on that guy, a team that needs players. Austin Corbett still on the pup list from preseason. Yep. Those are very that that's, I mean I, I'm sure there's other bumps and bruises and things on the the injury report. Those nine names are important. Mm-hmm. Some are going to be back. Some aren't going to be back. Some will be back this week. Some might not be back for a month. Some will be back second half of the season. Those nine names are important on a team that that, that I mean if their starters were good enough to win games was up for grabs. Let alone their backups. You could call it bad luck. You could call it football. Everybody's dealing with injuries. You could you could call it whatever you want to call it. All I know is this. If those nine names, the majority of them, aren't back and playing good football shortly, your expectations, whatever you thought the Panthers were, you're going to have to adjust them pretty, pretty emphatically. And Bryce Young needs the reps. I don't know why I screamed it like that, but he needs the reps. Maybe because it's that important. Bryce Young needs the reps. Desperately. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 